We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, now pleased to bring in Arkansas head coach Eric Musselman for a special edition of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. Uh, Sons, Robbie Hummel, we, we, we kicked him out, Muss. It's just you and I because we need to get down to some business here with Arkansas, their fans, Mama Hog. We got a lot of ground to cover in about 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, first, thanks for joining me in lovely Gainesville, Florida. No, thanks for having me on, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right, so first, let, let's let's get to your fan base. All right, let, let's try to resolve an issue here with your fan base if we can. Number one, there was nobody who was more of a proponent of the hire of Eric Musselman at Arkansas than me when it went down. All right, nobody said it was a better hire. Um, I feel validated, but I feel like nobody at your fan base gives me any credit for this now because... I didn't rank you guys in the top 25 earlier this year when honestly, and I don't know if you feel the same way, I don't think you warranted being ranked in the top 25 back in early January. Am I wrong? No, I, I think, you know, obviously we were warranted um, early on, Jeff, for sure. And then we went through that, you know, we lost like five out of six games and, and nobody's worthy of being ranked, you know, when you play uh, the way that we had played for a short stretch, we struggled. Um, you know, obviously, J.D. Note missed a game um, at Mississippi State, and then he was still, you know, had a lingering effect uh, for our home game against Vanderbilt. I probably played him too many minutes because he was still trying to get back healthy. And it's that that coincided, you know, our, our struggles, Jeff, coincided with that uh, Christmas break. And it's really interesting because my biggest mentor, Chuck Daly, even in the NBA, he always talked about the scariest times were before holidays and after holidays, because your team can kind of get a little bit discombobulated. And I certainly think we lost a little bit of focus when we came back from the, the holiday break. Yeah, that makes sense. And again, listen, my big thing was early that you hadn't played a tough schedule, not conference, whether it was your fault or not, the way it worked out to some degree, right? You hadn't played a lot of games that ended up being resume opportunities. So that was kind of my big thing at that point was we didn't know what Arkansas was coming out of even non-conference for the most part. Yeah, and, you know, we played uh, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma beat us. Um, we played really poor game against the Sooners on a neutral site floor. I thought we played really well. 
uh, in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously people thought we were going to, you know, maybe advance and play Illinois. Cincinnati did a great job of beating Illinois. So beating Kansas State and, and Cincinnati. Uh, Didn't but have the pop. Did, yeah. yeah. The game in Little Rock hurt. You know, uh, Hofstra came in. Speedy Claxton, I think, has done a great job. Yes. And with the scheduling, Jeff, it's interesting because Anthony Ruta does our scheduling. And he's done a great job for seven years kind of picking – mid-majors that could win their conference um and you know only time will tell really how that thing is but but I, I would agree with a lot of things that you said and you know our fan base is awesome um but certainly has uh you know tunnel vision with the with the hogs for sure <laughs> which hey they should I, I've, I've told everybody this in Indiana, in indianapolis last year for those three weeks when attendance was limited you had the best fan base there you, they were by far the most vocal, the most rabid, uh, all of it. And we, we got to get, listen, we got to get Mama Hog, uh, Clint Sterner's mother. I don't know if you've seen these videos, but she is yeah. a she she is a national treasure is what she is. <laughs> I think everybody in Arkansas has seen um, her videos. Uh, a classic would be the one word to describe um, those videos. Yeah, we got to get her to a uh, to a game. Maybe maybe we, we should have fly- her on this podcast. I'm, I'm going to try to get her on. I think she's a little gun shy about, you know, live, anything live. I, I don't know, maybe too many Coors Lights. I'm not sure what it is at this point, but we got to, we'll get it done. We got to kind of pick and choose the, the right time. Um, all right. Transfer portal. You've done an incredible job on this. I mean, it was almost by necessity, I think, in Nevada more than anything else. And, and now you've continued it at Arkansas. But I think going forward, are you looking for kind of the perfect blend? I asked Calipari this in the preseason this year because I think he's got the perfect blend, and you're going to play him this weekend um, at home, uh, Kentucky. But I think he's got that perfect blend now. Talent, high school talent, high end, and transfers. So you've got the experience and the talent. Is that all ideally what you're looking for in Fayetteville long term? I think for sure, Jeff. You know, when you, when you study the NBA draft, and in college you've got to win with NBA players. There's no way you can win – at a power five or an SEC level without NBA talent. And, and, and when you look at the draft, there's not many players that, that get drafted from the portal. That's just the truth when you yeah. look at it. And there's very, very few that are lottery picks or first round draft picks from the portal. There are some second rounders, like we had Cody Martin who was drafted right. uh, in the second round, but very, very few. So you've got to win with high end talent and really, the, the way to do that is through the high school. And, and that's why we dove so heavily into high school in the 22 class, because we felt that was important. And when we look back last year at our Elite Eight run, you know, we had some great transfers for sure. Justin Smith, Jalen Tate, those guys helped us tremendously. But Moses Moody being a lottery pick, yeah. stretching the floor out for us, that was a game changer uh, for us, as well as two other freshmen in Jalen Williams and Devontae Davis, who had huge impacts. So we actually started three freshmen in last year's NCAA tournament run. What's been the biggest difference? Is it going big this year uh, when you kind of flipped it? Is that really? And, and again, you know, everybody's going the other direction. Everybody's going small and you go big and it works. Like how hard was it to make that decision? And was it out of necessity more than anything else? Well, for sure, it was out of necessity. I was really sitting at home alone late one night, and I was thinking, which I often do, like, what would my father do? 
Yeah. You know, and my dad would always go big and strong. You know, even at Ashland College in the 60s, he had a point guard by the name of Kevin Wilson, who ended up being an assistant coach with the Detroit Pistons and was head coach at San Francisco State. Kevin was my dad's point guard at Ashland College at six foot six. And a lot of people, you know, we played a lot of small ball at Nevada, but what we did is we had guards, Lindsey Drew, six foot four, Caleb and Cody Martin, six foot six guards. So I think having a big guard, and even at, at, at Arkansas, you know, Jimmy Witt gave us great size uh, as, a, as, a, as a transfer from SMU playing that point guard position for us in year one. So, uh, but we went big, we inserted Trey Wade, um, and then we slid a DC Tony from the three, four spot to the off guard. And it really changed the dynamics, Jeff, of who we were from a defensive standpoint and a physicality standpoint. So most guys who come over and transfer up a level or two levels, as I might call it from Jacksonville, you can pretty much cut their numbers in half. I did this study, I think a year ago, and that generally you can just cut their numbers in half. Why, why is JD different? Well, I think the great thing about transfers in the past has been the sit out year. Again, I'm even going to go back to two NBA players and Cody and Caleb Martin. I mean, they're having great careers right now in the NBA they needed the sit-out year that they had. J.D. Note, if he would have been immediately eligible that first year and even into right now, I, he would have struggled. I truly believe that. He's an incredible talent, both offensively and defensively. But if you look at his growth of understanding shot selection, he's, and he's still learning great shot selection, yeah. but defensively, he is, he's changed his game defensively. He's one of the highest steel players in the country. And really he went from a high volume shooter or high volume score to now playing the point guard position. And that's a transformation in his game. It's been a lot of film study. Um, and he deserves all the credit, Jeff. I mean, he lifts weights on his own at night. He shoots extra on his own, yeah. uh, but a really, really incredible talent who's been, been really fun to coach. Izzo said the same thing to me about three weeks ago when I saw him about Tyson Walker, kid, his point guard who transferred from Northeastern and didn't sit out this year. And he struggled. He struggled this year. And you're right. I mean, that's the biggest difference now with these kids being immediately eligible. They don't have a year for you to kind of teach them your system, your way of doing things. I don't want to say deprogram them, but also get used to, again, a guy like JD going up a level. Tyson Walker going up a level, what that's like every day in practice. It's different. It's different. It really is, Jeff. And I think, it, you know, like a guy like Justin Smith, who's coming from Indiana and then going to art, it's not that much of a difference. That's He's right. already used to this. The, the big thing with these guys that transfer up it's like you take a guard. He's now coming off pick and rolls and he's going against centers that are hard hedging or in drops. Yeah. And they're six foot 11 compared to six foot six. Big difference. And it's a huge difference. And then you try to finish at the rim yep. and you're going in there against guys like Walker, you know, Kessler. It's a whole different thing than when you're going in the Sun Belt or a lower level conference. And so there's an adjustment period for sure. All right. Can I put you on the spot here? Might as well. Who's the best team in the SEC? Wow. You know, it's interesting because my wife and I were having a conversation um, yesterday morning, and I told her, like, I really truly believe Kentucky, Auburn, and Tennessee. I think any of those three teams, if they were playing in the final four, it would not surprise me. Any of those three. Tennessee. You're, you're ready to Tennessee. put Tennessee in that group. 
I really do, Jeff, because number one, Coach Barnes does such an incredible job. They cut really, really hard. They have two dynamic point guards with great quickness. Vescovi at the off guard gives them three point guards that they play sometimes. Uh, they really, really guard you extremely well. Um, so I do believe that way, and I feel that way about Auburn and Kentucky. Know what's great? Being able to work from anywhere. I just need my laptop and decent Wi-Fi. Know what's not so great? Being spread out across the country and trying to keep the team on the same page and focus on tasks. That's why I'm a huge fan of Coda. With teams working all across the country, if your best work is spread out across documents and spreadsheets and a stack of workflow tools you have to jump in and out of all day, you need Coda, the doc that brings it all together. Coda is endlessly customizable and connected. There are templates for anything and everything, product roadmap, remote onboarding, OKR tracker, meeting notes, you name it, Coda has it. Coda adapts to growing teams and changing strategies. It can help change how you view information depending on what you need to do with it. And perhaps most importantly, Coda seamlessly integrates with the tools you need. Everything in Coda synced. Make an update in a table and it automatically shows up everywhere. No more relying on copy, uh, copy and paste to keep linchpin projects current. Your team can operate on the same information and collaborate the way we all want to, quickly and efficiently. With Coda, you can solve for just about anything and everything. And right now, you can get started having your team all working together on the same page for free. Head over to coda.io slash good. That's coda.io to get started for free. Coda.io slash good. I do too. I, I go back and forth on Auburn and Kentucky every day. I, I think here's the differentiator for me is always point guard play. And I think Kentucky's got two high level. And you just said it with Tennessee. They've got three point guards. To me, you can never have enough point guards, right? Especially in the NCAA tournament right. because, you know, guards really control the game. You yeah. want your bigs to have an impact. But in reality, you get into a one-and-done situation and your guard play, ball handling, taking care of the basketball becomes so paramount. You know, you cannot advance if you're sloppy with the basketball and you're a high turnover team. It makes it really, really difficult. Give me your best Arkansas fan story so far being in Fayetteville. You've got to have some good ones. I mean, I, I experience one every day. I mean, really, truly, like our fans, I've never experienced anything like it because, like, the, the amazing thing is, Jeff, if you go all the way across the state to like, you know, West Memphis and you recruit and that's right across the border from Memphis, Tennessee, you go to a high school there and people are wearing Razorback gear yeah. and yeah. you go to Little Rock and everybody in Little Rock is Razorback fans. And so it's a statewide thing. It just changes things. And, you know, with my dad having coached at Minnesota, you know, the University of Minnesota is the one school in that state. But you know what? There's the Twins, there's the Vikings, there's the T-Wolves. It's a pro, it's a pro city, a pro, really, a pro state. Really right. And so the Razorback fans, I mean, um, it was interesting because we, my, Danielle and I wanted to go watch the uh, baseball series. They had their first baseball series. Okay. And so I said, hey, Danielle, on Sunday, let's go to the baseball game. And she said, I will go as long as we sit in a suite. Because, <laughs> I mean, the fans just, they're so passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in a but, good way, though, I mean, I'm sure way. they're out of their minds again. I, I kind of I don't want, you know, like I went to Texas Tech a few weeks ago and, and they were out of their minds, too. But again, 
there's some on Twitter we know. There's a, a small minority that's vocal on Twitter that maybe crosses the line with every fan base, with every fan base for the most part. But 99.9% of the fans, you go out, you meet them. Texas Tech, they hated me a month ago. But you know what? You get out there and, and they, they love you because they are so passionate. And, and, and that's what college is all about. I mean, again, like I can't wait for an NCAA tournament this year where it's going to be a sense of normalcy now. Like, I don't think we're going to have masks. Maybe I'm wrong, but they just lifted it here in, in Massachusetts finally. And uh, it didn't feel that, you know, last year, it didn't feel the same. I mean, you couldn't go out. I saw you. You were the only coach. How about this? Last year, you and I, you were the only coach that I actually was able to talk to. And, and we did it between a fence at the <laughs> baseball stadium. Do you remember that? Yes. I mean, it was, it was, it was, I felt so bad for our players to make an elite eight run and to not be able to hug your, for a student athlete, not to be able to hug their mom uh, after a win, or for me not to be able to high five my wife or my daughter or my younger son, who's not on staff. I mean, I'm, we're in this bubble. Luckily I was, you know, I, my son, my older son's on staff. So I had one family member. Yeah. I remember being on, I think we were on the eighth floor and I had to wave to my family down on the street. Um, But to, to make it a run like that, or think about Baylor who won it all and to not be able to experience the thrill of that with your fans. Really, really sad. It really is. But you know what? We're back to normalcy and, uh, and we can't wait, you know, to, to, for everybody to be able to experience a true postseason, even in the SEC tournament, right. it's going to have a much different flavor than what it did last year. All right. So you you mentioned Kentucky, you mentioned Auburn, you mentioned Tennessee. You did not mention yourselves when it came to uh, the best teams in the SEC. Are, are the Arkansas Razorbacks a team, and why? If so, that can make a real deep run like you did last year, maybe even one step further. Because that fan base, man, if you get to New Orleans. That fan base, you, I'm, I may need a bodyguard for, for that fan base. <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing for us, Jeff, because and it was stated probably about 10 days ago that we had the hardest end of the season schedule almost as, as anybody. I'm sure there's some other teams that have really difficult schedules. But, you know, we so far we've done a really good job. I mean, we did lose at Alabama, but, but it was by one point. Could have gone either way. We handled uh, our, our, our business at home against Auburn. Uh, did the same thing against Tennessee. Now we have a four-game stretch, really difficult, beginning tonight against Florida on the road. And then we come home, and obviously Saturday it's against Kentucky and then LSU at home and then at Tennessee. But the one thing I've told our team is, you guys, we played so well through these last 12 games. We have, you know, confidence. We've got a defensive identity. We're, We're playing much better offensively. We've got to get better every day, regardless of what happens. Um, because we're probably going to be in some type of postseason, we've got to we've got to continue to win games. Right. Um, but I do feel we are trajecting in the right way, playing so well at the end of the year. And you can't control the end of your schedule and who you're playing, um, but you can control how you practice every day. And we want to keep getting better as we as we prepare for the SEC tournament. Man, I, I wish I could come this weekend uh, against Kentucky. I, I told you before. My daughter's got a, a, a show. She used to be a, a theater girl, now a sports girl, but she's in in this play this weekend as a senior in high school. And you know those, the, you know, you don't you miss not want to be. Jeff. 
I can promise you, don't miss the, anything exactly. with your kids. It goes so fast. And that's the thing. You've done it with your boys. You've got a daughter who's 12, so you know kind of what it's going to be like for her, for her dance. There's certain things that you can't control with your schedule that you're going to miss with her. For me, I can watch that game on TV. And I've always said on Saturdays, the best place to be for me now as I've gotten older is on my couch watching three different TVs. Right. <laughs> now, exactly. You know what? The best thing about being a college coach is having an early game oh, yeah. on a Saturday, yes, yes. winning that game <laughs> and then being able to go home and, and watch 15 games the rest of the night and, and have a few Coors Lights with Mama uh, Hog. Right. Invite her over. Have a have a few kick back with Mama Hog. And and uh, yeah, hope, hopefully uh, we, we can all get together. Me, you, Mama Hog uh, in New Orleans at the final four. Uh, I'm sure that would be fun for, for every Arkansas fan to be able to experience. They would certainly love that. I will tell you this, Jeff, our home game environment of late yeah. has been insane. insane. I mean, the Auburn game, I don't know how any environment could be better. We I'll give you one. Up. I'll give you one that was – and better might be a, a loose term here, but when Chris Beard went back to Lubbock, Texas. I'm sure that was insane. I've never seen anything like it, Must In all my years – of covering whatever it is, everything, you know, and I've covered, you know, World Series is whatever it is. I've never Yankees, Red Sox, World Series uh, or, or ALCS. Um, I, it doesn't even compare to to that. Chris Beer walking out with five police officers around him. It, it looked like a, a, a prize fight. That's what it looked like with him. But but I get it. I, and, and I like, you know, again. Listen, part of me on Twitter, I like having fun with the fans. I do. I like it. It's fun. Part of it, as long as it's in, you know, in, in good taste for the yeah. most part, I got no problem. I always say, as long as you don't come back at my, my family, I'm good. Say whatever you want about me. I'm fine. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I can handle it. But yeah, your fan base is, is crazy. And I would love to be there this Saturday. I can only imagine, like, this might be. The craziest it's been at Bud Walton since, right, since Nolan, since Corliss. Yeah, I'll tell you, two years ago when we played uh, Kentucky, there was there was a video out of, of Quigley plugging his ears, um, you know, and, and I, I listened to Jabari Smith talk about our crowd um, after the Auburn game, and um, I'm sure Tennessee experienced, you know, the same type thing, but but certainly a Saturday game, you know, against Kentucky because of the respect that everybody uh, that's associated with Arkansas has for Kentucky and what Coach Calipari's done. Uh, it'll be a great environment for sure. We got to take care of business against Florida State. Focused. We've done a really good job of, of playing one game at a time, and that's certainly what we have to do starting tonight. All right, well, appreciate you taking the time in Gainesville uh, at whatever Marriott. I, I can always tell looking over somebody's shoulder what hotel room they're in, what type of, of hotel. And I could see by that little, that little thing behind you uh, that you are clearly in some sort of Marriott hotel. So uh, must appreciate it, man. And uh, like you said, one, one game at a time, because back on January 14th, you were 85th in the net. Uh, I believe right now you would know this better than me. I think you're like 25 in the net today going into this game against Florida. That's insane. I mean, think about, think about how, 70 spots basically in the span of, of uh, a little over a month. That's crazy. It is. I mean, the, the amazing thing too, is I had rotator cuff uh, surgery two games into this thing. We had beat Missouri. 
uh, at home. I had surgery. The team went to LSU. You're wearing that Indiana hat. Coach Keith Smart did a great job along with the rest of the coaching staff in Baton Rouge. Um, and then we've just played so well since starting with that Missouri game. Um, and it started with defense, started with the change in the starting lineup. And we certainly want to continue to play strong basketball the last four games. All right. Thanks, Moss. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Jeff. Let's go Hogs. <laughs>